This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A busy day on Capitol Hill included a handful of hearings with big farm policy implications. For starters, a House Ag subcommittee held an oversight hearing today on the Farm Bill's crop insurance title. Witnesses urged members of the panel to protect the program from big cuts and even offered a few ideas to expand coverage for producers. The hearing also offered a clue to a potential looming fight in the upcoming legislation. Full committee ranking member Glenn Thompson said he's concerned about the possibility of coupling crop insurance with climate mitigation efforts. This must stop before irreparable harm is done to a farmer's most critical risk management tool. Let me be clear, this, this is, isn't an ideological concern. I, I support efforts to expand and improve our conservation work. But crop insurance already provides clear incentives to be good stewards of the land. Crop insurance industry representatives also responded to ideas to cap premium subsidies, calling the idea an absolute non-starter. They argued the loss of the bigger policies would ultimately harm those with smaller policies who would be forced to pay higher premiums. You can read more about the hearing in our coverage on agripulse.com, where you can also see the latest comments offered to a Senate committee about the state of global hunger in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The leader of the Food and Drug Administration was on Capitol Hill today and offered some potentially big news for the livestock industry. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. Leaders of the Food and Drug Administration appeared before a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee today. Wide-ranging testimony included concerns from Kansas Republican Senator Jerry Moran that innovations to help reduce the carbon footprint of livestock are being bogged down in the approval process. The livestock industry is looking to offer solutions to meet the challenges related to climate. However, the current FDA policy interpretations regulate certain feed ingredients which could reduce greenhouse gas emissions as animal drugs instead of as a feed ingredient. Moran asked FDA Commissioner Robert Califf to review the policy manual about this, which he said dates back to 1998. I'm definitely committed uh, to uh, reviewing it. Uh, the impact on emissions has got to be an um, important consideration in that overall picture. Plus, Moran said FDA's Animal Medicine Center can take three to five years to approve a new feed ingredient. Caleb said that's improving. CBM have worked really hard to speed up the process and do the um, evaluations that are needed. But I, and I think the uh, Center for Veterinary Medicine is the most underappreciated part of the FDA's. Caleb also told senators FDA has launched a complete review of its entire foods program. This comes after the agency was widely criticized when an infant formula recall revealed how fragile that supply chain is. There's more from the hearing at agripulse.com. Amy Mayer, Agripulse. Finally today, the hot weather across the country has had different impacts throughout the Corn Belt. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Warm temperatures continue to stretch across the U.S., but USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says corn and soybean crops in the northern and central corn belt have avoided the heat stress so far. The good news for the remainder of the Midwest is that temperatures remain mostly below those stressful thresholds, generally considered to be 95 degrees or higher for corn and soybeans. So, for example, in the northern corn belt and the eastern corn belt, temperatures remain below those stressful levels and should continue to do so through the rest of this week at least. Rippey says even 
though some of the corn and soybean crop has avoided the high temperatures, dry conditions are still a concern. Some of the driest conditions are in those hotter areas of the western Corn Belt. But we also continue to see pockets of dryness extending eastward, especially across Indiana and Michigan. So not totally out of the woods, although the heat is staying down in those eastern Corn Belt areas. For AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Peigel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Securities and Exchange Commission's proposed climate rule will hurt farmers and ranchers. The agency should not regulate rural America like it regulates Wall Street. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.